Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Raising Bulls, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network and Roughneck Scarves. We are the only podcast dedicated to the New York Red Bulls, too. Tonight, we're going to look at uh, some preseason results in Tucson, which were technically uh, the Red Bulls' first team, but uh, everybody knows it was really uh, New York Red Bulls, too. We're going to churn through that roster, see who we think is going to be making the team, making the squad this year. Uh, and kind of get some analysis on those guys. We're going to preview, maybe preview is the wrong word, but we're going to look at uh, the Eastern Conference and kind of take our best guess of where everyone's going to finish. Tonight, joining me, uh, as always, we've got, I shouldn't say as always, because he's been so spotty of late, but it's Mr. Bill Toomey. Hello, Bill. Hey, Joe. How you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm doing good. It's good to be back for, uh, I think you said before, season four. Hard season to four. Fourth season of Raising Bulls. Episode 98, season four. It's unreal. I can't believe how it long is. this has been on. Have you thought out from last night, Bill? I did. I My hands were still frozen as I was driving home. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was a little cold last night, and I hear Tuesday for the next game is supposed to be even colder. So, uh We'll be freezing again on Tuesday night. At Red Hooray! Bull. I I have a quick funny story before I introduce uh, the next uh, guy up. Um, Take your time. <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> Liam Pettit was sitting next to me in the press box. We you know we both got the hand warmers from uh, Gordon Stevenson. Thank you, Gordon, for keeping our hands warm. Uh, at halftime, we come back out and uh, yeah, I take out my hand warmer and I'm holding it. And Liam says, "Oh, you still have yours?" I said, "Yeah." He said, oh, I threw mine, mine away. <laughs> I said, why? <laughs> I was like, they're good for 16 hours, Liam. He was like, oh, I thought that they just worked for a minute. No, those are good for hours. <laughs> mine was still like warm this morning. <laughs> so I had a good laugh at him. Uh, and, of course, now, uh, spoiler alert, it is Anthony Merced. Hello, Anthony. Hello. How's it going for you guys? I, I was not there torturing myself during a game that didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows your disdain for the CONCACAF Champions League. I, I had mean, a, it just, yeah. I had yeah a between nice that and the national games, they're not your thing. Yeah. No, they're not. Well, the men's games. I have a very different perception of the women's game. Okay. All right. Well, uh, nonetheless, she believes cup, by the way, if you're not watching that, you should all um, prepare for the game on Saturday. I think it is. I think the the next she believes cup game is happening on Saturday. Who won Shout last night? Cup. USA drew two two. England played nice. yesterday, too, right? Or was that the day before? Yeah, I don't know the England result, but I, I know USA uh, and Japan were two two. I can quickly get the England result. I'm going to make this happen. Uh, Anthony, uh, how are you since last week? Uh, what's new? What's what's new in the world of Merced? The, everything is new in the world of Merced. I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm I'm doing podcasts about Mexican wrestling. I'm uh, covering NYCFC. I'm now a fan of the LA Galaxy, quote unquote fan of the LA Galaxy, just because I need a team that I don't cover to watch, and they need to be an absolute mess for me to cover them be- or for me to watch them because. I don't want a boring team to watch. That's fair. That's why you love the lights as well, right? Yeah, Vegas lights are amazing. <laughs> and they got even better now that Eric Winalda is going to manage them. Yeah. <laughs> I, look, I'm all for villains in soccer. I think it makes things kind of fun. And he's been so villainy since he was appointed. 
the best about Eric Winalda was um he posted a I don't know if it was a tweet or um Instagram, but he he made a comment saying that um MLS did not acknowledge that uh the that the lights beat Toronto like <laughs> by five goals. And they responded to him going like, Well, the team didn't submit this, so whatever, man. <laughs> and I'm just like, Eric Winalda, it's 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 preseason, dude. Like, who cares? Chill out. <laughs> Uh, and it's Toronto who are apparently garbage. Um, Watch them win MLS Cup. Now, <laughs> That's oh, how it they, goes. They absolutely there could go. because you got <laughs> you got Ali Curtis in the mix, and they're still building that roster. They're not done. Um, yeah, I wonder if he has a three hundred page plan too. He, I'm sure that he does, and maybe he'll be able to execute all three hundred pages this time around. <laughs> uh, just a quick update: uh, England defeated Brazil two to one in the She Believes Cup. Way Ooh. to go, England! That's a pretty Ooh. big result. England. It- England is a very strong team in the women's division um, coming into the World Cup. So they they may end up being a dark horse favorite for the World Cup in France. Oh, that would be very, very interesting to watch. We will keep you abreast of that uh, as it develops. But right now we're going to get into the Red Bulls, too. We've got two matches uh, and, and a good look, I think, uh, of the squad as a whole uh, out in Tucson for the Mobile Mini Cup. They defeated Phoenix Rising 5-2. to two. Goals from Barlow, Stroud, uh, D'Souza, who uh, I'd like to talk about in a little bit. Uh, Velo, great to see him back out there. And another trialist, Elney. Um, and then lost 2-1 to one in essentially the final of the Mobile Mini Cup uh, to FC Dallas. And the lone goal in that game was scored by Chris Lima. A look at the current roster. Uh, Obviously, we're not including Evan Loro in this uh, since he's he wasn't with the team last night, but I or last week. But I expect him to be with the team for the season. Uh, Nuhu, Montali, and Goodman in goal. Edgardo Rito, Alan Giannis, Reese Buckmaster, Jonas Loeb, Marcel Barry, Jared Gillo, uh, Jonathan De Silva, Preston Kilwian. I think that's the right way to say that. Uh, Sean Nealis, who uh, also may not be spending much time with RB2 if he keeps uh, progressing the way he has. Roy Boyotang and Chris Tiao on defense. Midfield, Chris Lima, Jean-Christophe Kofi, Florian Velo, and Vincent Bezicourt, who, again, don't expect them to be with the team. Sal Esposito, uh, he's an academy player. Uh, Jared Stroud, Kyle Zajic. Uh, who was just trialist with the team, Ben Mines and Tamar Lewis, who was also a trialist. And then at forward, uh, Amaradio D'Souza, I think is the right way to say that, Sebastian yeah. Elney and Tom Barlow. Whew. So between those guys, I should probably called out who was what, but uh, mostly trialists, academy players, and guys from Red Bull Brazil kind of rounding out the roster of draft picks that, that were sort of known quantities. Um, just want to get your ideas on some of these guys, you know, moving forward, Anthony, uh, who on the roster were you most impressed with during, uh, these two matches? Um, I think that a lot of the heavy lifting was done by guys that may end up being on the Red Bull bench Okay. for, for the game. It was hard to tell because especially that Phoenix game, um, a lot of that Phoenix team is going to be the SC Tucson right, team, right. which is the lower team. So it was it was hard the the League One team for um, for Phoenix Rising. So it was really hard to gauge anybody. This is kind of like watching a um, uh, a spring training baseball game 
where you're looking at the individual players, but you really can't take much out of it aside from the individual performance. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, guys look good in general, um, but it all depends on who's actually going to be on this team, which is the hard part to come to grips with. There were years prior where we where we could tell better, but right. this year it's 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 kind of up in the air. Yeah, I, I would say it's kind of wide open. But out of the guys that you saw, who was somebody that stood out for you? The, oh God, I'm 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 gonna butcher this because the 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 commentary was so bad that I sometimes didn't know who was on the field, especially when it came to substitutes. Um, I did like Tom Barlow. Okay. When 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 he did play, um, I'm gonna lean on that for now because I I think the rest of it was a bit of a mess and okay. I couldn't really tell what was happening with with the feed. <laughs> well, so the feed wasn't great. Uh, there's no real official list of who played in either match. Uh, so, no highlights. And right, no names highlights. on jerseys. <laughs> right. So it, I, it, like, come I forgive on. you some. For me, uh, oh, well, actually, wait, Bill, uh, to you, who who was somebody that stood out in those matches? I, I just like seeing Jared Stroud and Tom Barlow get, get goals again because yeah. uh, they were really starting to heat up at the last of uh, last year's season. So, I, I mean – I just like to see them on the the board again, and uh, Jared Stroud. I I would like to see more of too. And what was interesting, I thought with Stroud is they kind of played him as a more central uh, attacking midfielder, which obviously last season he was playing out on the wing, and he looked great in in the Phoenix match in the first half. You know, a lot of those guys don't play together very often. Um, this might have been their first competitive uh, minutes together as a unit, or, or absolutely was. Um, and it was really, really messy. Like Tamar Lewis, I thought looked lost a lot of the time out there. Uh, but and, and so did Kofi. Yeah, I um, fully agree with yeah, that. Yeah, he, uh, he was all of. And 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 I don't think that that's a reflection of his ability. I think it's a reflection of the fact that he just didn't know who was to his left or his right. Yeah, that that absolutely could be because I thought he looked a little bit better against Dallas, uh, against Phoenix. I I didn't. I was not impressed. Um, but. Uh, having said that, in the first half of the Phoenix match, uh, Amaridio de Souza, the forward from Red Bull Brazil, I thought he looked really good. Uh, it brought a lot of energy. He pressed uh, as we expect these guys to press um, and was willing to just kind of, you know, get whatever part of his body he could possibly get on the ball in the box to try to direct it towards net. And that's essentially how he got his goal. Uh, but I, I just really liked what I saw from him. And I hope that that's the kind of guy that they're kind of looking at to bring in and um, uh, maybe help spell Tom Barlow at times, or, or maybe maybe someone that uh, can rise a little bit faster than that. Is he still technically like on trial then? Yes, I would say that he is on trial. Um, other guys that I th- you know I thought looked okay out there, Sebastian Elney. We mentioned he got a nice goal at the end of the match, but he just looked good on the wing. Um, didn't look out of place at all. Uh, Kyle Zajic, uh, he was a little bit clumsy at times. He's from the Academy. We, re- we had a rumor on our, on RBNN that he might sign this off season. Uh, he definitely was clumsy, but he added bite to the midfield. Uh, he didn't shy away from challenges. Uh, and you know, I'm always somebody who appreciates that as a former, uh, Andrew Tenari and Dan Metzger, uh, evangelist. Um, I think we all are on, are on that train. Yeah. Yeah. 
Poor one. Uh, Buckmaster Dan. did not have a good game. Oh, well, I shouldn't say Buckmaster Dan. He had one very glaring mistake in the first half against yeah. Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> which is weird because he was playing on the right side, uh, which is his natural position. And I thought he looked a little shaky as opposed to when he, uh, he played against the Timbers on the left side. And I thought he looked a lot more calm against uh, Dallas. He was a little bit more settled in and okay. By the yeah, way, and that has to do with the fact that you just don't know who's to your left or to your right. Exactly. You leave a ball off, and you just don't know what's going to happen. This is why I don't like to I don't like to judge players based on preseason games. Exactly, and you know when we talk about uh, his big mistake in the first half, maybe there is some of that there. He had uh, dis, uh, not to Susan De Silva, uh, it, you know, right next to him in the central defense, and he I thought he was really poor uh, on the day. But it, you know, again, it's it's tough to really gauge uh, what these guys are going to bring. And, you know, especially with the defenders in the system, we kind of see them come into their own over time. So I guess we'll see there. Uh, the other guy that I liked, Edgardo Rito, uh, he was announced as a, a signing uh, the week leading up to these games, maybe even the day before the, the Phoenix game. Uh, and he, I, despite being an older player, I thought he looked real good as as that right back who who bombed forward and kind of pestered uh both the offensive and defensive sides of the ball what do you guys think of Nuhu in net he played uh, in or just those two matches rather because uh, laura was in the other one but you know i i thought he was i thought he looked good you could see a little bit of his experience but uh, i thought he had good instincts yeah i thought he didn't um he didn't overreact at times because obviously he didn't know the back line um so he didn't make he didn't get rattled, which I think is a really good sign. But, um, you know, I don't know if he was really tested as a goalkeeper as much. Goalkeepers are weird. Like, they have to be kind of like captains of the ship at times when it comes to the back line. And I don't think we really saw much of that. But he wasn't um, rattled uh, and was able to deal with the fact that he didn't know who was in front of him um, pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. It's definitely a good start, too, because even if you remember when we first saw Evan Loro play, it was a little rocky. So I definitely think he uh, has a lot of potential. Most definitely. And, you know, obviously Evan is much better suited to the role now, but there was definitely some rocky starts there, especially thinking about the way that he used to um, uh, consistently parry the ball back into traffic in the box. It was always kind of nerve-wracking. Just a little but bit. But Evan Lauro, Evan Lauro has a very, like, old man goalkeeper mentality, which is come out and be a footballer. Mm-hmm. And which which I, I knew who does not have. So, it, it, it like, when I would see Evan Lauro do that, I'd be like, well, that's a goalkeeper. Right. Knew <laughs> <laughs> um, who, just from, like, his size and stature and his athleticism, uh, reminded me a lot of um oh my gosh why can't i think of his name now i just blanked on it oh no oh this is gonna kill me well <laughs> joel goldstein fail wow huge fail this is what happens if you don't huge prepare brain before fart. uh rafi diaz Jesus. he reminded me of rafi diaz because i thought he was ah, really okay. athletic he made some nice saves uh you know, maybe caught out of position a little bit at times, but uh, was that athletic enough to to still get behind the ball? And uh, is he still on uh, on Sacramento? I don't think so. I think he moved he moved on. Let me check. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have to bring back that X uh, Red Bull Two report. Yeah. yeah, that's gonna be on the on our site on RBNN. They're Joe, all over the place now. Most of them are in Tampa. Joe Steen is gonna be taking that <laughs> yes. on because yeah, exactly. There's too many to to continue to list here. It would take forever. Um, transfer market. There we go. Rafi Diaz, where are you at, Rafi? Someone listening nope. to this already knows, and then it's gonna be sad for me. But it's gonna be some nerd that goes like. God, how does he not know? And I'm like, well, maybe. Oh, no, he's he's, he's still in Sacramento. I thought he I thought he left for some reason, but I guess not. I think that to, to be fair, um, you know, since transfer market, no one tracks USO contracts. Yeah, the true. Majority, ninety nine point nine percent of them are one year contracts. So who knows if he actually is or isn't? He might be, and they might have resigned him to the exact same deal. But um, yeah, that's that's where they are. Hopefully, Sacramento. Uh, is going to be something this year. There's a lot of rumors about them in MLS, but who knows? Yeah, it only mentions that he was signed with them uh, for the 2018 season and nothing after that, so I guess we'll find out. Um, okay, any other thoughts on, on players? What did you guys think of Tamar Lewis? Decent, but needs uh, we need a little more testing. Yeah, I thought he looked like lost at times. Um especially or how about Ben Mines? Ben Mines I thought looked good. He came back looking real good and I've been critical of the way that he's played in the past. He had two really nice assists in the Phoenix game. But will Ben Mines play in that position in the USL season? Yes. On the wing? Absolutely. Obviously. I hope so, but it it's it's like it's going to depend. So the, the one reason why I say it's going to depend is because the MLS season dictates what happens with this USL yeah, team. And what, but I think more so than ever, and I don't think we uh, anyone's really acknowledged that this is way more NBA style than before. The, the condensed schedule that we have because of the fact that um, the playoffs happen so much sooner. Mm-hmm. And then next year it's going to be even worse. Lots of midweek games, things like that. Like, there's going to be a lot more uh, uh, loan, a lot more loans for the guys that are actually Red Bull players. Yeah. So it, it it's going to be we're kind of in in uncharted territory in in that way because uh, we haven't even really factored in what U.S. Open Cup is going to mean to that. That's true. Uh, but when I look at just specifically to Ben Mines, I don't think he's going to get much time with the MLS side. When you look at uh, the two acquisitions they made which were both wing players uh, with i guess matthias jorgensen is really a forward but i think they're going to deploy him on the wing um but you've got jorgensen you've got epps etienne andy ivan muil uh omir fernandez and and velo that's seven (laughs) wing players and i you know say whatever you want about alex muil Ben Mines is not displacing him on the roster. And I, don't, a perfect I can't think of any too, of those right? guys that he's going to be able if, to displace. If the season starts on Saturday in Columbus and then they have to play on Tuesday night, you might see a lot of players get a chance then too to Yeah, but that's seven wingers. You could you could you could have four or, or two groups of four with almost no <laughs> overlap on those but two how spots. Much, but how much how many of those guys do you trust against Santos Laguna? Um 
I think the only one that I wouldn't trust necessarily as a starter would be Omir because he's so uh, inexperienced. But every uh, every, every other, one of those other guys watch, is fine. You don't watch enough Santos Laguna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Santos is super talented going forward. I am not worried necessarily about the wingers. I'll say uh, that you okay. know, I think that's that's fine. Fair. That's fair. Uh, I'm more worried about the defense, especially because of what happened with uh, Amir Murillo and picking up another yellow card and being suspended for the next match. But that's a different podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's seeing red every yeah. uh, wait. Is it Thursday or Wednesday? Oh, it rotates now because of uh, Champions League. Ah, <laughs> uh, gotcha. Whenever I think, it's I think out, we're seeing on, red. I think we're recording Monday next week. Uh, Spoiler alert for those of you who uh, don't know that yet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. uh, The other thing I wanted to do tonight, again, this is going to be a short show as we're still easing into the season. I wanted to look at the Eastern Conference and kind of get, you know, an idea of where you think these guys are going to finish. Anthony, I'm going to start with you. Uh, I'm just going to run down a list of teams in the Eastern Conference in no particular order. Actually, that's a lie. This is in the order <laughs> that Ben Wright, I think, uh, I think it was Ben Wright, ranked where he thinks they're going to finish. I do not agree with his ranking. Okay. I'm going to start that. Uh, Indy 11. Nashville um, SC. Wait a minute. I'm just going to go down the list. Oh, oh okay. Uh, Louisville City. Swope Park Rangers. St. Louis FC. Tampa Bay Rowdies. New York Red Bulls 2. Birmingham Legion FC. Pittsburgh Riverhounds, Charleston Battery, North Carolina FC, Memphis 901 FC, Charlotte Independence, Ottawa Fury FC, Bethlehem Steel FC, Atlanta United 2, Hartford Athletic, and Loudoun United FC. Whew, 18 teams in the Eastern Conference. That is a lot of teams. Uh, Anthony, looking at that list, give me a top five. Who's going to finish on the top of that group. Uh, does it have to be one to five in that order or just like, top five in general? Ideally, it would be one to five in that order. But if you don't feel comfortable okay. making that prediction, I'm okay with it. Nope. I think I can do that. Okay. So I think because I they haven't lost all that much, I think Louisville is still going to be number one. Uh, it's going to be l- number one now that Cincinnati's gone. Um, I say number two will be North Carolina FC. Number three, Pittsburgh Riverhounds, because I love all things Bob Lilly. Four, Tampa Bay Rowdies, because they have stacked incredible talent. And five, oh boy, this is the one that's tough. Um, I'm going to go New York Red Bulls suit. Okay, I think that's pretty fair. I'm not necessarily on board with that, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, Bill. Give me a top All five. Right. Top five. So number one, I have Pittsburgh because of Bob Lilly. And uh, Ooh, he's just, I got to believe in Bob. He's yeah. special over there. I think New York Red Bulls are going to be in second place. I think they're almost going to get back to first, but I'm going to put them in second. Uh, third, I have Swole Park. Fourth right, okay. is Tampa. And five is St. Louis. I think Swole Park will do well. I don't think they're going to finish in the top five. Um, that's just me. I think they, they had an easier time in the Western conference and they even struggled there. Uh, for me, I'm going Nashville. Number one, I think the way that they retooled that offense, 
this offseason is super duper impressive. And I expect a lot of firepower and them to roll a lot of those um, sort of newcomers or, you know, uh, teams that aren't as strong like Ottawa. Uh, Then Louisville, who is just fantastic year over year. I can't imagine they're going to drop too much. Even losing Cameron Lancaster, I still expect them to do really well. I got Red Bull 2 in third place uh, because I'm very impressed with what I've seen so far. Uh, but it's really going to depend on how that defense holds up. Indy, who's going to uh, very much uh, underachieve for what I think the expectations are for that club. And then Pittsburgh at number five, because Bob Lilly, you're right. He's fantastic. He's going to get the job done. And he's going he's gonna to make the playoffs. That's just the way it is. Bob's the man. He really Here's is. Here's a random question. Where is Rochester? I thought they were just off for last season. Uh, no, they're, I, off, they're, they're league... off this season. They come back to League One next year. Right. I was, I was just going to say that. League One. We're not going to see them again, Bill. Unless, I know. It's kind of crazy. That was like always the big rival. You know, it was Rochester Rhinos. Until Red Bull 2 drops down to uh, – That's what I was going to say. But I don't think that's happening. So. <laughs> I, I think it, it is. I don't think it is. We'll see. I, I do. We'll see. Hey, the season hasn't even started yet, and they're ready to get demoted. <laughs> <laughs> Relegation. That, that would be amazing if they win the championship yeah. and then somehow we're uh, – sent to league one that'd be the first team to win a league and be relegated (laughs) (laughs) it would not be the first team to win a league and then get relegated i believe that celtic the year that uh not celtic rangers Rangers, they won that year uh, i I think they did and then you know the other one i thought of was juventus because i'm pretty sure they they won the year that they were uh penalized and sent down to league two league two it's like I guess we should clarify it as, as the first year that someone didn't cheat and got relegated. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Although, if you talk to uh, FC Cincinnati fans, the Red Bulls cheat by only loaning uh, MLS players to the team when they play FC Cincinnati. Oh, because there's that great game in 2015 where Thierry Henry played for uh, Red Bull 2. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um that that's really it, guys. We don't have that much more. Uh, that's it. Yeah, well, this is a oh, in and out kind of episode. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at underscore Joe Goldstein, and I am at NYC Sports World, and I'm at Bill T N J. I miss that Bill T N J. Uh, it's so nice to have it back. And <laughs> if you if you'd like to follow the show, and we hope you do, we are at Raising Bull Cast. That's one bull Raising Bull Cast. That's on Twitter, and all of us. Do work at the Red Bulls News at the Red Bulls News Network. Who I who named that? I can't say it. It's terrible. RBNN, <laughs> RB News Network on Twitter. The and worst. Of course, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash raising bulls. You can go to raisingbulls.com where we post all of our episodes. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, the Google Podcast app, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. And if we're not, let us know and we'll we'll make sure that we end up there. Hashtag Merced in. We are on the beautiful game network at BGN.fm. They've got a ton of great shows and they're always getting more. I'm gonna go there right now. Because I'm sure that my list is out of date, and I, I want to make sure I got the most up-to-date information. Wouldn't it be great if it well, was Well, because down? there are 80 more teams that just entered the USL. Yeah, it's crazy. True. There are so many podcasts. It's ridiculous. Also, um, shout-out to Manhattan SC or FC or whatever they are that are going to start playing at Randall's Island in USL League 2. 
Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Rising is one. Sock takes. Orange and black. Holding the high line. LWSC, which is uh, from Last Word Soccer Club. Uh, you know, our old um, stomping grounds. And so much more. They've got a ton of great podcasts. A lot of written content. They've got Premier League podcasts now. Seriously, it's happening. Uh, and, you know, coverage of every team under the sun for USL. Get there, listen to the podcast, read the stuff. It's all very, very good. And, of course... You could say, we're sorry for staying in the game. And we're sorry for staying in the game? Why? It's a sorry. It's a Maurizio sorry joke. Oh, boy. I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to substitute, you know. Oh, except I'm not coming out. No, you're coming out. <laughs> I'm not going. <laughs> Keppa is Merced. That's the new hashtag. <laughs> uh, and last but not least, we want to thank our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get your custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. And just like that, we are done. Episode 98 in the books. For myself, Bill Toomey, Anthony Merced, thank you very much and have a great night. <laughs>